the tiny, tiny little things that I never would celebrate before because you're just, you conquered this one thing, now we're on to the next thing. And like, you actually don't take a moment to like really appreciate it. It was just so clear to me that I was missing so much beauty in life and it's such a bummer. You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Welcome back to the show, everyone. What's the lesson? We are so excited for this episode. How is everybody doing today? And hope you guys We're are good. answering. I know. Hope you're, <laughs> hope you're answering that question yourselves. But I actually have two people across from me. Our guest today is live in studio. And by in studio, she means in <laughs> Mary's, Mary's office. office, in Mary's third bedroom. So if you hear an unfamiliar giggle, there are going to be several of those. Lots of um, them. Because we're not on Zoom and we shouldn't be on Zoom. There are certain people that we shouldn't be on Zoom with. Yeah. And this person is one of them. So if you're on the edge of your seat right now, I hope you're not driving. Sit back. <laughs> Get back in formation. Because this episode's going to be fire. <laughs> this so episode's going to be fun. So will you just take a couple guesses for us as to who that laugh belongs to? We'll give you a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if um, you guessed. The one. The only. Kelly. Kuzman. <laughs> <laughs> then you guessed appropriately. Yeah. Kelly. This is the best thing <laughs> ever had. Kelly, I mean, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. The studio is absolutely stunning. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to my third bedroom. <laughs> and for being one of our best friends and making it not over Zoom and allowing us to spend quality time with you prior to pressing record. No, I, I wouldn't be in person. Well, for this and conversation. honestly, we gave her a rash of shit for having a lot of <laughs> scheduling conflicts for this podcast. We've been trying to get her on, on this podcast. podcast for months, and I feel like it worked out to where she got to be in the third bedroom slash office. So media you know, center studio. <laughs> podcast room. <laughs> so I don't think it could have worked out any better. I totally agree. I, let me just save myself a little bit here and say it wasn't me. It was Calendly. That's right. Okay, there were some integration issues there was, and everything has worked itself out. I know. Well, and we'll get into who you are, what you do, but you are an entrepreneur now. And I think the beauty of being an entrepreneur is having to figure out those silly, dumb, automation problems when we're like, Kelly, just schedule through the link. All you have to do is click it 
And she somehow, someway finagled, figured out that it was, there was a problem connecting. So anyway, bravo for figuring it out. Thank you. Finding the solution. Six months later. Thank you. Thank you. But that's what we do as entrepreneurs. And we support. I jumped right in and was like, what can I do with your Calendly? She's like, I might need a tutorial. But then she came back around and said, I figured it out. I got it. I did. It was a rogue email address. It was. <laughs> it was. I had a random email address that all my appointments were going to. And I feel like everyone yeah. has those random mm-hmm. rogue email addresses to not get spammed. That well, it was my junk email address. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, we did a post on Girls Mentorship about oh, a year ago funny. that was to tell us what your first email address was. People so loved it. mine was banana3231 at AOL.com. <laughs> I mean, maybe now some robo spammer is probably still using that. He's sending Calendly appointments to it. <laughs> you guys, mine was like K A W A R D two seven seven nine. So like literally, but basically my entire full name and my birthday, oh. which is really a really safe way to go. <laughs> as you're giving out, we didn't know that when we first no, started our emails, we, well, and, and neither did scammers. Did you know, yeah. they've evolved it's and true. have gotten a lot smarter. So have they though? Because now I'm just getting text messages. That's Hey, <laughs> all lowercase, no, no exclamation, no period. And it's like, hi, who's this? Oh, this is Susanna. We met at the art exhibition in New York City two nights ago. I'm like, well, who the hell are you, this. Susanna? Because I don't know you. What kind of scam is this? Will you tell me? And she's like, oh, sorry, Crickets, wrong number. But bye. <laughs> wrong number. You figured me out. I'll go to KK Ward. Exactly. 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 I'm going to move on to the next person. Okay, well, besides our giggles and fun conversation that we're having around this beautiful roundtable, I'm excited to share a little bit more about who you are, Kelly, and what you do. But before we get into that, we always ask our guests, what two things would you like our audience to walk away with or walk away knowing? Um, Two things I think that I'd love to chat about during this time together is to really be present, like how important it is to be really present in your everyday moments. Moments are so fleeting. And if you don't kind of absorb the things that are going on around you in the moment, you don't create like beautiful memories to refer back on. So that's one. And then the second is kind of the notion around grief and how grief is a forever process. And it's something you kind of move through as you are moving through the different stages. And so those two things are things. Gosh, and we have the immense pleasure of knowing you and knowing your story. So I just want to tell anyone tuning in that has no idea who you are, how interconnected those two points are and why. So Kelly is the founder of an incredible company called Kayla Gray. It is a beautiful, incredible fragrance company. She makes candles that are safe and non-toxic for your home, and she couples them with perfume. So the smells that you know and love in your home, you can take outside of the home and breeze by people and have them go, oh my God, what is that beautiful smell? And the company came about based on both the first and the second notion. So will you tell us a little bit more about how Kayla Gray reminds you to live in little moments and create those memories that you just talked about in point one, and then we'll connect the dots with point two. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, I created Kayla Gray out of a moment that kind of shook my world. 
And it was a moment of me having almost lost my life through a ruptured ectopic pregnancy. And it was really after that moment that I realized how short life is and how I was kind of moving about my days without really even taking a moment to take a big breath or like taking a moment and like looking up at the sky and seeing what beautiful clouds are happening that day or being at a family event with my family and not absorbing the beautiful things that are going on around me. I've told this story a couple of times, but I'll never forget after I lost our first baby and had the ruptured ectopic pregnancy, I was at Thanksgiving and everything around you after you experience something traumatic like that is just amplified tenfold. And I'll never forget, I was in the kitchen kind of making dinner with my family and we were just busy, like rushing through all of the tasks of like, you know, the stuffing and the turkey. Right. And we're just timing it up. Everything yeah. is going to be perfect. Right? We're so thankful to be here. Hurry up. <laughs> oh, exactly. I feel like holidays are the most stressful. It's so true. Like kids have to go to bed at a certain time and, you know, all the different things that are happening. And I'll never forget, like, I just kind of stopped for a moment, like during all the hustle and bustle and in the corner of the room, my two nephews were playing with the train set and like, their giggles were the most beautiful, 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 beautiful sounds that I have like ever heard. And I totally would have missed those moments had I not literally taken a moment to take a step back and just look around me and listen to the things that were going on around me. And so that is a practice that I have implemented since experiencing my ruptured ectopics is every single day I go outside and I look up at the sky. Or I'll be in a huge room with like a ton of women at like a networking event. And I will just like take a step back, be silent and kind of watching the interactions that all of these women have with one another. And just like the joy and excitement on their faces as they meet someone they've always wanted to meet or like someone recognizes and acknowledges them in a way that they haven't been recognized or acknowledged in a while. Ever since I experienced those two things is something that is so incredibly important to me is just to be present. We move through our days so quickly that we miss so many moments that can become beautiful memories if we just don't take the time to acknowledge them. I have heard Kelly share this several times. And as a mother, it's always a good reminder for me to enjoy those little moments because you're right. I love that you were literally in Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving hustle and bustle and I guarantee you no one else heard those little giggles. And I think that's such a good reminder for me as a mom, but also just taking moments in my day as opposed to me being on autopilot, pausing and noticing and appreciating, whether it be stress or joy or whatever it is, it's like taking it all in, drinking it from a straw so that it becomes a feeling a feeling that then you look for in other moments or situations. I love that. And if you think about Thanksgiving, right? Like you're you're literally working that whole day to create beautiful memories for your family. Yeah. But yet you're missing so many you're moments out, that you're gosh. trying to create, you know? And so it's that and it's like even like the tiny little wins that I'll have every day, whether it's in my business or my, you know, my relationships that are personal. Just the the tiny tiny little things that I never would celebrate before because you're just you conquered this one thing, now we're on to the next thing. And like, you actually don't take a moment to like really appreciate it. It was just so clear to me that I was missing so much beauty in life. And that's such a bummer. Such a bummer when you think about it, because then you reach a certain age and you look back and you're like, dang, what happened? Where did it all go? Where was I? Who was I? Was I showing up for the people I wanted to show up for in that moment? And I can guarantee you, if you're anything like me, you can say no to that question. 
We talk a lot about that with our girls and their moms in terms of goal setting. You set these goals and maybe one of the things that happens is you hit it and you just breeze right by it as if it didn't matter. And it matters. Stop. Celebrate that moment. I was joking with Jill the other day. We're on Canva a lot. You know, I'm not a graphic designer. However, I know my way around Canva a little bit. And apparently we had used Canva enough times to have created our 500th design. And I downloaded it and in the corner, Canva popped up and said, oh my God, congratulations. <laughs> Click here to edit the the award we started for you. And I giggled to myself because I was like, I mean, that has taken a lot of hours. <laughs> that has taken yeah. a lot of time and a lot of learning how to create things that look aesthetically pleasing or that people want to share on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Thanks, Canva. I appreciate you you celebrating me That's in right. this moment. Yeah. It's 1130 at night. I'm in the dark in my room and Canva's celebrating me. <laughs> when no one else is around. Question for you, Kel. Have you always, because I've known you after you've lost your babies. And what I know about you and what I recognize in you is like you are super present. Like you soak in those moments that become mundane for a lot of us. Have you always been like that? Or did you kind of plug into it a little bit more once everything happened with the loss of your babies? I would say that I've always always connected moments and experiences to nature for me, like forever since I was a little kid. Like nature is just it's always stopped me in my tracks and like I just stare up at awe at like the beauty that God has created around me and it just like it blows my mind. But when it comes to like my personal life, no, I was completely not present. I was literally climbing a corporate ladder. I would literally get a promotion and the next day like wouldn't even celebrate the promotion. I'd be like, okay, what's next? Like what is next on the list? Or, you know, with friendships, it's like it was almost kind of like a to do list. Like I need to make sure that I plan meetups with these people to make sure that they feel important to me versus like me actually creating time and experience with these people because it meant something so deep to me that I wanted to create memories with them. It became more like a task list, like a checklist that I was checking off in order to get to the next thing. So it wasn't until after I experienced the losses that I realized, holy cow, I have been moving through my life, not paying any attention to so many things. Well, and I I think that's a combination fault. I don't think it's our own fault. I think it's society because you touched on climbing the corporate ladder. And I know your responsibilities from that corporate job because you've explained the difference between what you were doing then, which has led to what you're doing now and having systems and processes to totally slay what you're doing now. But in a corporate job where you're expected to bring in billions of dollars of revenue every year, annually, quarterly, the pressure of that is ginormous. So it's like, cool goal, bye. Like, I don't don't even have time to celebrate you. So then we get in this like cyclical, Mm -hmm. just keep it moving. We got to keep it moving. And you did keep it moving right into what we all know and love and smell good doing as Kayla Gray. So will you talk a little bit about how your experience with losing babies um, led you to creating this very, very memory-making centered company? So fragrance is always something that I have been obsessed with. My first job out of college, well, in the middle of college, it took me 
took me quite some time to graduate from college, but in the middle. You and me both, honey. You and me both. And you know what? I think that's a great call out. Quite some time, guys. Quite some time. It was like Animal House. I was John Belushi. I was no longer in school. I was like a seventh year senior. I'll never forget going back to college in my late 20s because I sat in the front of the class I still looked like I was about 14, so I got invited to a lot of frat parties and a lot of sorority parties, to which I was like, I absolutely not. I am an adult now. I'm paying for this. I want to sit in front of the class. I'm raising my hand for everything. You probably think I'm a nerd and I don't care anymore. I'm here to get A's. I'm paying for it. And I want to get out. I need to get out of this busting out of ASU at 27. Man, I have a whole different story on college that... I could take you there in a, in a little bit, but <laughs> round um, two, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm always a worker. Like school was hard for me because I have ADD. It was just hard to focus and like absorb anything that was being taught to me. And so I wanted to work. It's just, it's part of who I am. I love working. I know that sounds crazy. I love it. I love the accomplishment. I love the goal setting. Like I just love working. And so I wanted to work as I was in school. And so my first job was as an assistant buyer in fragrances. And I just fell in love with the way that fragrances made memories tangible, how you could smell something and literally be transported back to a different moment in time. And so as I worked my way up the corporate ladder and just kept, like I was saying, the achievements over and over and over, it felt good to me. But I I didn't realize that until after I had my ectopic pregnancies that I, like I said, I was missing so many things in life. And for me, grounding myself in something was always fragrance always fragrance. And so I always wanted to start my own fragrance company, but just never did because it's hard to walk away from a steady paycheck and, you know, the bonuses and all the things that came with it. But after almost losing my life, I knew it was time. I knew it was time to kind of pour myself into something that was bigger than me and more soulful and just fills me up than my corporate job ever did. So I started working on Kayla Gray in 2019 and launched the company um, at the very tail end of 2020. Really, it was 2021. And named the company Kayla Gray because that was going to be the name of our first baby. Just kind of as a way to to honor the heartbreak by putting beautiful, beautiful little things out into the world and creating a tangible item for somebody to pause in the moment and create new memories with. Like it gives me full body goosebumps thinking about how you took something so tragic and you almost lost your life, not once, but twice, right? Yep. And you not allowing that to keep you down, because I think that's kind of where we want to shift the conversation mm-hmm. to around grief, because grief is so tricky and it looks different for everyone. But you allowed what happened to really take you on this insane journey of creating these beautiful fragrances for people to create their own memories. Mm-hmm. And what I love about our relationship and our friendship, the three of us, is that we get to hear these stories. Like Kelly gets these messages from people that she has no idea. And that probably brings you so much joy. I can't even imagine because like when we get a girl to be like, hey, we love you so much. Thanks for your help. Like I know how much that means to us, but to impact someone through a smell or a fragrance because of what has happened in your past is probably the reason why you can continue to move forward. And one of the cool things that I have learned, because at first I wasn't really going to share the story behind Kayla Gray until 
it was actually Lindsay Schwartz that encouraged me to share the story and really was connect this on, it. Um, six figure. It was six figure it, school. The you beta. Guys, yes, you mm-hmm. guys were the first ones that actually heard my story in six figure wow. school. Yeah, and it gave me the confidence because just in that group alone, people would come to me and explain to me that they had gone through something similar. And I had no idea how powerful that was. I knew as women, there's so much expectation on us to be mothers. And like, if you're unable to do that, or you just don't want to be a mother, and there's just like the societal norm of like, well, that's not okay. And there's something wrong with you. And so (laughs) I'm one of those. And I get it all the time. Well, you're just not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just haven't met your person yet. Well, you're still kind of young. Well, you could change your mind. And it's like, (laughs) okay, cool. No, that's not that's not it at all. Thanks for your opinion, though. Yeah. So, And it's okay to not be mm-hmm. on that path. It's yeah. okay to not be on that path. And I've had women who have struggled with fertility choose not to continue down that path of fertility and that are comfortable and okay not having children and just women in general who have never wanted to have children. So for me to start having those open and honest conversations and like remove the stigma and shame yeah. around A, whether or not you want to have kids and B, maybe you're just not able to have children of your own. And it's okay to just remove and have other people that you can talk to about those types of things was so eye-opening after I started sharing my story a little bit more. It was shocking. And I knew it because I'd been living it. I hadn't really talked to too many people about it. But the shocking part was the more that I shared my stories, the more and more and more and more other women were feeling more comfortable to share their own and have someone to talk to. You didn't birth babies. You weren't able to do that, but you birthed this as a baby. It's turned into something. When we start businesses, I don't think any of us really realize what we're getting ourselves into, right? We could have a plan. That's why I think going to school and like creating a business plan is so funny if you've never done it. If you don't like if you if you don't have a few years underneath your belt of running your own business, you have no idea where it's going to take you. So to hear that you shared your story for the first time almost a year after you conceptualized Kayla Gray, you birthed a community full of women who know, like, and trust you and feel comfortable sharing their loss with you and have a company that they can turn to to light a candle, to bring a smell back to mind to be brought back to something in a different way. Because that was your second point. Grief never goes away. Grief shifts. Grief changes form. From the outside looking in, you've shifted your grief into not work per se, though you love work, Mm -hmm. but you've shifted it into creating for other people Mm -hmm. who have gone through something similar to you and you've created space for them. So you've shifted your grief into holding space for others. Not that you don't still experience grief of your own, but it's it's changed. It's shifted into something so much bigger than you, which I don't know that you probably ever expected that. I didn't. So after I lost both of the babies, I spent a ton of time in therapy. I was in a depression and just needed to like work my way through it, work through all the different stages of grief. I did EMDR and went to therapy every single week to kind of work through all of it. But for me, I'm a doer. Like I needed to create action out of it. Otherwise, it just felt like stagnant. And I knew just through therapy that grief never goes away. It just changes form and it kind of shifts and evolves as you go throughout your life. And so I have really hard days even now. I mean, I had a hard day a couple of weeks ago and every single day I think about my babies. And so it never goes away. It just it softens a little bit and changes shape. And so I think to be able to share my story over and over and over and see the effect that it has on other people and the community that's created 
creating this company is also a way for me to process through and manage through my grief. It's a bit, it's a form of therapy for me as well. And so I'm so grateful that I do have community that cares enough to listen and share their stories too. It's pretty special. It's beautiful and commendable and honorable. And I'm feeling so incredibly blessed and grateful that I had two healthy pregnancies and births. Mm -hmm. There were moments that were scary, but I've never felt that feeling before. I'm extending so much compassion to you and empathy. I can't I can't imagine my children not being in my life. So for you to put action behind your grief is so beautiful, Kelly, truly. And for those listening who are experiencing grief or has lost a baby before and maybe their action isn't to start a company, but what advice would you give them around not staying stuck for too long? I think it's beautiful to feel what you're experiencing, but I know work has helped you through that. But for those women who are still like in a storm per se, what would you, what advice would you give them? There's not one right or wrong path to take through it. I would say give yourself a lot of grace as you're moving through the different stages of grief because you're going to be like maybe you're in the anger stage of grief and then you leave that anger stage to the next stage. You're probably going to go back to that anger stage of grief at some (laughs) point in time and just know that it's okay. Like you don't go through the five stages and then all of a sudden you're okay. Like grief moves, it evolves, it shifts and that's okay. I think for me, the thing that really helped me was therapy. It was finding a community of women, actually a couple of different Facebook groups on ectopic pregnancies that other people could share their stories and that I just felt less alone because at the time I had seven girlfriends that all had babies within the same year that I lost my babies. And so I felt so lonely and alone and I didn't know anybody that was going through infertility. So finding, connecting to some other groups with other women who may be going through the same thing was important to me because as much as my family and friends loved and supported me through all of the different stages and still do to this day, when you're going through something so traumatic, it's like everybody is there for you the day that it happens or the couple days after, but then everybody else goes back to their normal days, right? Their normal lives. And you're kind of left behind, still stuck in this place that you're trying to process out of. And like, it's confusing. It's like, where did everybody go? I just feel like abandoned. Like, why aren't people checking in on me? Like, I'm still stuck and staying in this exact same place. And so for me, releasing expectations on other people, knowing that they loved me, they just can't understand the exact thing to say or the exact thing to do to help me. I'm really the only one that can kind of help me process and move through everything. And so for me, it's about, it was about taking action. It was about giving myself grace to move through, going to therapy, talking to people that could understand the things that I was going through, and honestly giving my family and friends grace that they're not going to say and do the right things at all times. Coming from somebody who has experienced a lot of grief that has not been mine, that is such a beautiful thing to release people from because I think it's hard as the person on the outside looking in to know exactly what to do or say, and I'm a fixer. Like, I love to help. I want to be there. Can I do your laundry? Can I do your grocery shopping? Like, what can I do for you that makes this better? And realistically, nothing. I can't do anything to make it better, but what I can do is be the person who remembers to call and check in. 
what I can do is remember to be the person that stops by and says hi. I can send that quick text. I'm thinking about you. Do you need anything? And just that release of expectation feels really good knowing that you really are the only one that can help yourself through it. And if you're in the same place in a year, you're going to feel the burden. I'm not going to feel the burden. I might feel sad, but realistically, it's on you to move through it. And however you're going to choose how to do that, I can support. We can all support in that and love on you. And you're going to find the best ways to move through your grief. Maybe it's not therapy for somebody. Maybe it's striking up a relationship with God and that's their therapy. Like you said, maybe it's going out in nature. And I know you've used that as a huge tool to help you. So just saying that is is such a beautiful thing to say to help people understand that they don't have a right or a stake in it to make it better. I mean, talking about it, I'm thinking, okay, grief can look a ton of different ways. Absolutely. You lose a family member. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do lose a child. You lose a relationship. A job. A job. You move. I mean, grief right. is so many different it's things. It's so many yeah. things. And I think that advice can really mm-hmm. hit all of those mm-hmm. if you are experiencing that. And being patient enough to work through it, mm-hmm. but also know that it's you because you're right. Like I remember losing my father-in-law mm-hmm. and I mean, I felt like everyone was in it with us. And then all of a sudden, like it was like people had to go back to work yeah. Yeah. and yeah. life was happening for yeah. people. And it was like, whoa, how do I handle this mm-hmm. without anybody else? I love that people are supporting us, but they're also living their own lives. Yeah. And everybody's journey is so different. I mean, even my husband, who is like the most wonderful, supportive man in the world, he can't understand my journey. Like I was carrying a baby in my body. Right. I'm a woman who has expectations from society. If I decide to not do adoption or surrogacy or all of the different options that I had available to me, will I be looked down upon? Because I, does that mean I didn't love the two babies that I lost enough? to want to continue to try to have children. Like there's so many layers that even my husband couldn't understand. And as much as he wanted to support me and be the guy, right, that fixed me, like you can't. It's everybody's process is different. And like you guys said, like everybody's therapy looks different. It is nature. It's God. For me, it was therapy. It was EMDR, crazy therapy. I'd never even heard of until I tried it. Everyone's different. And so nobody's journey is going to look the same. And everybody's grief looks different, like the things that they are possibly grieving as well. Well, and I like how you also pointed out that, yes, there are six stages of grief and they're not one after the other. They don't coincide with one another. So you don't move through anger and then go to sadness and then go through it. Like it's the level one. I pass this. I'm good to go. But no, you can go from one to the other to the other to back to the one within the span of 24 hours and feel like you're crazy and you're not. You're not. I think one of the most beautiful things that you do to honor the life of the babies that you lost has to do with candles. Will you share a little bit about your ritual and the way in which you just love on them every opportunity that you get? Yes, but once a year you you do something a little bit more special. I do. So I created my own sense that, you know, tie back to moments and everything like that for me. But the one thing that I do every single year on the day that I saw my babies on the ultrasound is a day that I light a candle and I let that candle burn for 24 hours. 
really just to honor the memory of the babies and let them know I'm thinking about them and that this is a day that I will it will be ingrained in my head forever and it's so special for me. As part of Kayla Gray, we're working on a candle that other people can kind of do the same thing for, whether it's, you know, it's a celebration or it's a grief thing that you kind of want to honor and move through or just gifting it to somebody who you think is really special and you want them to know that you think about them and they're one of your favorite memories. So we're working on doing that as kind of a way to honor all the special moments in life. I mean, (laughs) truly, just the heart behind the brand is why I love it so much. It's not just like I'm going to Sephora and picking out a beautiful perfume that's lovely and great, but truly, like, there's magic behind supporting a brand that has heart and soul behind it. And Kelly listens to all of her customers and creates things that people want based off of what people share with her. It's the coolest. And Mary and I get to be on the ground listening to these celebrations and stories. It's so <laughs> That's true. We Marco Polo about 37 37- <laughs> thousand times a day and as much as what Jill just said like you can go into Sephora and truly I mean Burberry Brit is my favorite smell in the entire world um there's my feedback (laughs) Kel could you could you come up with like a rendition that's freaking healthy for me (laughs) so I don't grow that third eye And it is. It's super special to go back into Abercrombie and be hit in the face with that. (laughs) It is. It is the memory. However, who am I supporting? Am I supporting the half-naked models on the wall? Am I supporting the brand that is a billion-dollar brand? Yes, of course. But Kelly is a person, a singular person that's having an incredible impact on people who need a space like that. And yes, Abercrombie has an impact too. I mean, my butt looks good in those jeans, but it's different. It's a different impact. (laughs) It's such a different impact. So when you are looking for a special gift, when you are looking for a different type of scent, know that these have been tested, tried and true. Cozy's my favorite, number one best-selling. Love Cozy. We've got water, we've got petals, we've got hearth. I think I heard some rumblings that Another one was going to be added to the mix. We've got four core scents as it is right now, but a fan favorite from this last season was called Velvet. Velvet. <laughs> and it was velvety. Oh, I don't know guys. if you can smell velvet. I like made up my own rules. I was like, Kelly, I'm diffusing <laughs> your room spray. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, I oh. just smell so good. It's candles. It's perfume. It's room spray. I mean, it literally smells so freaking good winter so i mean all of it yeah i think we want perfection without going through a process right we want things to happen lickety split and the fact of the matter is our problems turn into our process turns into a company like kayla gray and without experiencing the hardship without experiencing the valleys, there is no purpose. We don't find purpose. And as hard as what you went through was and still is, what you've created out of it is one of the most purposeful companies that I've ever had the honor of of knowing. And I don't just know the product. Like, I know the lady. She's sitting right here. She's drinking Starbs in my third bedroom. (laughs) 
Yeah, Kelly, it's beautiful to watch you put something out there that is beyond a smell. It's beyond a candle. It, it truly is. It's such a beautiful company that you're creating. And it, this is only the beginning. Did you guys hear that she launched this bad boy not that long ago? And she's crushing it and so much more to come. So where can the people find you? <laughs> First off, thank you ladies for having me today. I mean, you two are like two of my favorite people on earth. And I just love spending time with you. This meant a lot to me. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> We're somebody's favorite. You also heard it here first that we will be bringing Velvet back, everybody. I we mean, will. I did. I was you cautious in first. saying that. I was definitely cautious in saying that. And I looked over and she gave me the approval. She gave me the nod. I got the, I got the approval to share that, which is so exciting. <laughs> So I'm super pumped for that. But you can find us on Instagram at Kayla Gray Co., which is C-A-Y-L-A-G-R-A-Y and then C-O, or on our website, which is KaylaGray.com, C-A-Y-L-A-G-R-A-Y.com. And thanks for spelling that because 10 minutes before we were recording, we were talking about the English language and why there were two different spellings of the word gray and how interesting that was. So a Y, not not that E Y. Mm -hmm. So we will of course link it in the show notes. Kel, an honor. Just thank we love you. you so much. Thank you not for not only supporting us, oh, but nice. I mean being our ride or die. Talk yeah. about like when we talk about friendship with our girls, you represent that fully, and I truly think it's because of all of the inner work, the self-work, the self-awareness that you have, that we get the best of you, and how lucky are we to be friends with you? Well, and because we get the best of you, our girls get the best of us. Mm -hmm. It's a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. So thanks for being in our corner and making us smell good at the same damn time, <laughs> said the prophet Lizzo. And on that note, we'll catch you on the next episode of What's the Lesson? We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship. <laughs>